Welcome to Before You Cut Bangs. I'm Laura Quick. And I'm Claire Fearman. I'm Laura, and I am a professional storyteller. And I'm Claire, and I have been a therapist, a coach, a counselor, and all over the mental health world for many years. A quick disclaimer, this is not therapy, and this is not coaching. This is just a podcast. Totally. A really badass podcast. We are coming to you live from the public library because I'm sure you'll be surprised to know that only one of us has a library card and it is not me. No, wait a second. Is it me? Because I do have one. All right. Well, I'm the only one without a library card. (laughs) Awkward. The girl with the magazine. (laughs) I even have the, the Libby app. Do you know what the Libby app is? Okay. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it. Let's later. not be condescending, guys. <laughs> All right. We are kicking this off live from the local library um, because of some conflicts, but also we're doing something really exciting. It has taken us like almost a month to sift through all of the content that we got when we asked you to tell us about your breakup stories. We got emails, we got hundreds of messages. Um, on our personal and on Before You Cut Bangs, and they are something else, guys. So Claire's literally going to read them to us, many of them, right? We don't have four hours. You can't read all of them or specifically one of them. It would be at least four hours. There is one that is four hours long, and we will be saving that for the novel we're writing. Never. There were two. There were two where it could have been a book, and I want you to know if that was you... I read them. I felt the feelings with you. Mm -hmm. But we have under 45-minute episodes, and that's that. We had to do shorter ones. Yeah, it's true. And we, But I will say this. Just in case your breakup story is not read, know that we we read all of them. Some of them were heartbreaking. Some of them are hilarious. Some of them were, I am very concerned for some of you. But for the most part, thanks for trusting us because that's a big deal. And we appreciate you sharing. We will not be sharing any names. Y'all, after, I mean, our last episode, I talked about pooping my pants. And y'all, like, one time I got broken up with, never say my name online. And I know. So I would encourage y'all to be brave, but every one of these, everyone was like anonymous. So, yes, these are all anonymous. So, we're going to play a little game with you two. Mm-hmm. And y'all get to choose um, if you want crazy, condescending, sad, Pick kind of a breakup category. Crazy, crazy, one hundred percent. Always crazy. Getting broken up with or doing the breaking up. Doing the breaking up. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, both, but we can yeah. start there. Well, I'm just just for the first one. Okay. okay, that's great because y'all chose my favorite one. Okay, here we go. So, the letter the, our reader says to us, not reader, our listener shares with us. This was a wonderful, sweet guy and so hot. He adored me like no other. He was like the guy from Sweet Home, Alabama, basically, and I was living in New York City. We knew each other since we were in junior high, and he came to visit for one weekend. About a day in, I knew it was time to cut it off for good. I consulted the girl group texts of my New York City girlfriends, as one does. Their advice was, we have this fun, cool Vanity Fair party to go to tonight. Just bring him, get drunk, and then have the conversation on the way home. He leaves tomorrow. Terrible advice, but sounded genius at the time. I started the breakup conversation and did a very poor job of articulating my thoughts while trying not to hurt his feelings. I basically dropped the L-bomb instead for the first time. I told him I loved him. (laughs) 
and did not tell him I wanted to break up. So the next morning, he woke up ready to map out our plan for how we could do this Mississippi to New York relationship. And I said, I guess we're just at an impasse. And I feel bad about it to this day. Why what? did she feel the need to break up if he was leaving the next day Wait, to go on. to Mississippi? There's so many things outside of that. I love that that's what you went with. First of all, what I love is the friends in your... This had to be a 20-something thing. Because only 20-something friends are like, you know we have that Vanity Fair party tonight? Bring him. He's hot. And then get really drunk and then break up with him. Like, who says that? That's not a real... He hates it because this is, this is the kind of shit girls did do oh yeah i can't imagine uh everything about this seems awkward because again he's leaving you don't have to do anything he's leaving he's leaving but also i don't there's an inconsistency in this story for me he's a great guy we have this sweet home alabama thing and we one day in it's not working he's perfect he's amazing i'm done with him well clinically for me all of these share your attachment style okay (laughs) Are you familiar with attachment styles? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you went with hers, and I said yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you've talked about it. Only. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, basically, my therapist brain reads these, and I'm, like, avoidantly attached, obviously. Mm-hmm. One day in, and you get too close, and avoid an attached person is going to be like, and we're done. And we're out. Thank, Thank you, you for visiting. But Please it's never come back. funny in the panic of I love you. So, this brings me to not a breakup story. This just popped into my head. Do y'all say I love you first in relationships? I know it's been a while, but or do you wait to be told? I mean, I've done both. Yeah, I think probably first, but also like... Your first? This has only happened a few times ever. That's good. Not for me. Not for us. (laughs) (laughs) I love everyone. (laughs) Literally. I once I had to tell Clay, who's my 20-year-old, and I'm like, listen, I never didn't mean it. I just had a different capacity for love, right? Like, very low capacity most of the time and so when I met Shane Shane did tell me first and it was the first time that I was like I can't believe this is happening like this is a person I really want to love me and I'm nervous to say it back because like I'm definitely gonna blow this up like I blow everything up probably gonna blow this up but yeah mostly I was be like I love you I love you I love you yeah by everyone. the way i say lots of like i love you like to my guy friends i mean yeah. to my family and right. like i mean i say that all the time so like i don't have any issues with that i just hadn't had that many serious relationships in my life i've like kind of here and there dated people but like no just a handful of serious relationships but i do think i was probably the first person i typically i would say i love you and then break up with them very quickly afterwards <laughs> once i knew they loved me back i was like all right well i got to get the hell out of here before they figure out what's going on that's your theme. I like to really wait it out, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> well, it's not my theme anymore, but in my, in my Vanity Fair days, when I was a girl about town. <laughs> with Bonnie. <laughs> with Bonnie. All I'd right. be like, all right, bye. I want to give you all one. This is a short one, but I loved it, and it also made me want to punch this person. Okay. I spent 40 years in a relationship, 37 of those married. Needless to say, considering that I'm writing this, when I finally threw in the towel and divorced him, alcohol abuse was the primary reason. He decided to tell people the reason we divorced was was because I was a lesbian and having an affair, which is not true. 
Had that been the case, I would happily own it and told him that when I confronted him after talking with people that he had said it to. Now, over four years later, he wants to be friends, still drinking, still lying about having said this about me. I can't believe he wants to be my friend. Can't make this shit up. Oh, no. Wow. Mm. I mean, I'm assuming they have kids after that long is what I would assume. Who's to say? Yeah, let's let's just say that she should uh, be real friendly uh, because there's no winning the situation. That dude has problems. Be real friendly, but also like arm's length. No joke. So friendly for the kids because there are going to be some Thanksgivings well, and stuff exactly. coming up. Exactly. Like then you have to because you have adult children. If you made it, I mean, if you did have children, you assume they have adult children. Like, why has he got to be so mean? Well, wounded people wound. People hurt people be hurting people. That's right. Will Smith taught me. Yes. Oh, wow. He, he said okay. that recently. Yeah. Yes. Some people have a therapist, and some people have Will Smith. I know? just I just saw him on the Daily Show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Some. I mean, these are kind of sad, but this one this makes me laugh. All right. The first time me and my the first time me and my ex broke up, I love a multi breakup. Mm. Love a multi. Mm. Let's I love a keep, good long burn. Keep trying it again. So the first time me and my ex broke up was around Christmas time. He got me a frying pan oh, nice. and tossed it in the yard, <laughs> packed his stuff and drove straight to Missouri. One of those states that you're like, do people live there? Like mm-hmm. Iowa, Missouri. You know where I'm thinking about packing up to and going for Christmas holidays? Missouri. Straight to Missouri. Said no person okay. ever. So shockingly, after this man tossed the frying pan, they made up on the phone. Mm-hmm. He came back. So he drove back from Missouri and told me he wanted to get married. And that's the story of why I started seeing a therapist. Breaking up just in general seems like the worst thing ever to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. I always avoid it and whatever. So I'm not going to do it twice. Like, that's honestly one of the big reasons I was so reluctant to get married the second time. So I was like, I'm not, I don't want to go through another divorce. And no one plans to get divorced. I, mm-hmm. I was like, the first one was so miserable. And even though it was totally amicable. amicable. And we like sat down. We didn't have a lawyer. Like, we sat down at the kitchen table and went through everything. Obviously, then had to have one lawyer. That we, yeah, yeah, or whatever. yeah, of course. And still, I was like, I'm never going through that again. That's true. So, I yeah, just glutton for punishment, sounds like. Can we just talk about the fact, like, what happened? Like, we go from, he got me. Look, you getting me a frying pan is enough to make me murder Strike you. Strike one. I'm like, I'll, I'll burn down your car. It's Christmas. That's what you had? You thought, like, let me go to TJ Maxx and just pick I, up this Maxinista. It depends what brand. Frying but, plan? Um, no, no, sir. Don't say it depends on what. Unless somebody specifically put that shit on their Amazon list, you better not roll to any parties with a freaking frying pan for a girl that's not okay she could be a chef if she had been like i got a le creuset roasting pan i would have tolerated it as a gift not your main gift you got me a frying pan i'll be getting a frying pan that's the kind of shit that goes down like please roll to me with a frying pan what if it's a dyson Hang on. When you say, did you say Dyson like a vacuum? Because I said. She said, uh, it's better than a vacuum. Well, well, you have to consult us, honestly, before you buy gifts, unless these things are on. Okay, I was talking about for me. I like a good Dyson. (laughs) And if I have a good nonstick frying pan, cordless Dyson? Oh, my cordless I use every day. The corded is a once a week thing. mm -mm. Then I got my robot. Anyway, really, somebody got us some nonstick cookware a bunch of it for 
The wedding? Caraway. Your second wedding? Yeah, yeah. It's the best gift hey, I've ever. You know what he did? He waited so long. It was like the first wedding. That's gangster. That's a good move. He divorced, waited 10 full years, and then everybody had forgotten about his first wedding. Oh, I never would ask for any gifts. And I don't want anyone. It's, she'd never well, been married. Well, we know how so, important you oh, are. Oh, see, but the bride had never been married. Daniel's never married. And really, like... I didn't put a Is single Daniel thing in the register. Is an angel? Oh, yeah. She dated you for 10 years. I would have never. <laughs> I would have been married three times by then. That's probably a- our average per 10 years. <laughs> okay, first of all, we have to edit that out. I'm, that's not true anymore, but it was true in my 20s. Yeah, no. I mean, we've talked about how that was true in your 20s. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real. Anyway, the cookware uh, is the best. Okay, this one... You're going to have to just stay with me. She uses a name. I'm going to have to make one up, but just hang in there with me, okay? It gives me the creepy creeps, Mm -hmm. okay? So I met my ex on Hinge. We were doing long distance. He was in Miami, uh, and I was here in Birmingham. We dated long distance for a year. Pretty good commitment. We had just taken a big trip to Cancun. We came back and I got really sick. I was in the hospital and he was the doting boyfriend, never leaving my side, all while apparently Instagram messaging other girls while he was in the recliner next to me. I didn't know at this point. Fast forward to a few weeks, he comes to Birmingham to take me for a medical procedure. I'm home sleeping off the meds. I wake up to a message under my pictures from our Cancun trip. I am, you know, Jane's sister, and we won't be his accomplice anymore. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. I'm floored when I read this, and I feel like the rug has been ripped out from under me. So I immediately screenshot this and delete it off my wall. I message the girl and say, can you please elaborate? I'm at a loss. She proceeds to tell me that Jane just found out about you. She and the guy have been in a relationship. I have follow-up questions. When did they meet? How long did they date? They met in November of 21. He and I met in January of 22. Who did he say I was? Not his girlfriend. She was at his house in Miami two days before my entire family came for Thanksgiving. Whoa. We arrived two days later and he told her she had to leave because he had family coming in town. His mother was there and was so terrible to my entire family. His mother knew about the entire thing with him and Jane. His mother was awful to me as well, and I could never understand it. She told me not to post things on social media. So did the guy. Jane ended it with him. She saw my pictures from Cancun. He flew her all over for trips, same as he did me. Once I had my ammunition, I went downstairs where he was in my house. I calmly said we need to talk and proceeded with, you are probably going to lie to me because that's all you know how to do, but who the fuck is Jane? He looks at me. I ask him again. His response was, you are never supposed to find out. But our big kicker from our listener is that Jane lives in Guatemala. I told him that he was an adult, he couldn't stay at my house any longer, he needed to get his stuff and go, that we were done. I wanted nothing more to do with him. He lost all respect with me and I would never trust him again. This isn't like in the movies where you have makeup sex and everything's okay. I blocked him from social media, from my phone. So he proceeded for a month after that to send massive bouquets of flowers to my job every Friday with love notes. What movie is this girl watching? Where they flap? Like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, after they lie, you don't make nope, up that's sex. That's actually not any movies okay. I've seen. We we still have 
more. He sent flowers to my house, long handwritten notes. He posted pictures all over social media professing his love for me, emailed me. I had to change my phone number, my locks. I got a security camera, and it didn't pick up anything. My fear came to life. When I came home from work on a Friday and he had flown from Miami to Birmingham and was waiting against my front door for me to get off work, I immediately backed up and called my best friend. I left for around 15 minutes and came back and ran inside. He had left. I packed a bag, grabbed my dogs, and my best friend was waiting for me outside. I got into my car and left to go to her house. He came back and refused to leave. My neighbors called the cops. I eventually had to get a restraining order against him, and I sent him an email letting him know that if he had any further contact with me, the police would be involved. Thankfully, I've never heard from him again. Okay, so... I wish this person was here so we could ask questions, but is this one of those scenarios where you you missed it? Like you missed the warning signs because when you hear a story like that, you're like, wait, wait, wait. This guy lives there. His mom's being an asshole to you. They're both adamantly telling you don't post on on any socials, which is very weird for this day and age unless this person's like... I don't even, I can't think of an appropriate reason why someone would say that to you unless they're hiding, right? That is kind of when it started falling apart, though. Mm -hmm. So up until that point, I don't think there were any warning signs. He was the doting boyfriend by the bedside and all that. No, no, no. This is the Thanksgiving before she had said, oh, this was the Thanksgiving after. Okay, sorry, sorry. I missed that. But still. I'll just say, I'm not putting anything on the girl in this at all. The dude, this sounded crazy from the get-go for a couple of reasons. And when you started the line of, He's nine years older than me. I thought you could stop at nine years old because only a child would have the immaturity to want to have multiple long distance relationships. Who wants a long distance relationship? I get it. Look, if you're totally in love with that person, yes, make it work. Do the long distance relationship. But that's a difficult thing. Why? If you want to have a side person, just don't have the long distance relationship. Well, duplicity is something, and I wasn't trying to put anything on the girl. I was more of like, I think obviously a lot of what we're doing here and having these conversations is to try and say, did we miss anything? Was there a tool that we didn't have in our tool belt to like go, ooh, did we? Did I miss something here or whatever? Not to put like blame on her, but you hear about things like this. You hear about people having second families, third families, like crazy stuff. And you think about the duplicitous nature. What what type of disorder do you have to have to think it's okay to have a, I'm asking you because I really don't know, like to say, I want to have two girlfriends and basic and like lie to them, not be like I'm openly dating other people, but I'm in like hardcore relationship with multiple people and they don't know about each other. Right. And the, it's not obviously crazy. Not okay. If you're in the, if you're in a town and you have a girl that you've been dating for a long time and you are having trouble getting out of the relationship and you meet someone and there's like this in between, it's not good. That's not good. Also, though, you could somehow reason that, like, oh, you should do the right thing and break up with the girl, but you'd understand why, like, yeah, you just met this person, you didn't intend on that. Yeah. This is totally different because the girl it lives in Guatemala. Alabama, well, in Guatemala and in Birmingham, and he's in Miami. You don't have to, dude. Like, you don't have to do this. You are choosing to do this. All right, what's the disorder that a dude has? Well, to do this. Several, probably. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know that people are necessarily born that way. So we'll probably just guess something terrible happened to him at some point. Mm -hmm. But to me, the first thing my brain goes to is a personality disorder Mm -hmm. like narcissism, borderline personality disorders. I mean, a sociopath having the ability, you know, narcissists lack empathy. Mm -hmm. Um, They're charming as hell. They love bomb. They love bomb the flowers. The, do you know what a love bomb is? Oh, love bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah love okay, bombing. Sure. Yeah. So like when they are doting, and you can extend that period when you're not with them all the time. So you can hear these long distance relationships that work really, really well when someone is dipping into that like narcissism pool or the sociopath pool where they're like bombing that person with all the things. I've had some friends that have gone through long distance relationships only to figure out once they're making big commitments that it was not what they thought it was totally so this man clearly lacked human empathy so that's pretty icky and i will say like maybe she had what do, what do i know i don't know this person but maybe she had like huh this feels funny but if this person was narcissistic they're so damn fun charming handsome all of those things mm-hmm. that you can totally put up a blinder and love bombing feels really really good so if someone pulls away or messes up and then you're getting flowers and love notes you then second guess yourself mm-hmm. i've done that in relationships Me where too. something bad has happened they were at fault and then Instead of being accountable, here's a present, here's that. That doesn't even have to be in romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. That can be friendships, work, whatever, when people mess up, can't be accountable. And so you get love bombed. Well, and then the other thing of when she said, hey, I'm done with you. Who the hell's Jane? I'm out. And for him to then show up and put forth this relentless pursuit of her is just 100% dirty. But like you said, icky on like a whole different level. I also have my own breakup story, which is pretty profound. I once had a guy pull a gun on me, and um, I was really good at picking people, as you might imagine. He, I found out he cheated on me with a local news anchor, which was exciting for me because I thought I was somebody, and then I'm like, everybody's going to know. Nobody gives a shit about anything that I had done or ever or whatever. Um, and when I broke up with him, he's like, well, I just need some time because I don't have anywhere to go and I have no money. I'm like, great. And so I was letting him stay in my guest room for 30 days. And then I was living my best life. Look, there's a lot of judgment in this room right now, and I don't like it. I had something in my eye. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I have oh. indigestion. Oh. Yep. Well, you need to you eat so your zen. The, the guy you broke up with, you're letting him know, stay, mm-hmm, stay at the mm-hmm. house. Okay, 30 days. So I go, so I, shut up, Will. I go out, um, living my best life, close with his dad. And when I come home, he was acting super erratic. And I was like, this guy's acting like crazy. So I just, he left, I go to bed. And it, it's like one o'clock in the morning, I hear him come in and I'm just like, I'm gonna pretend to be asleep. But he walks into my room, which he's not allowed to be in. But I'm like, I'm just gonna, if I pretend I'm asleep, everything's gonna work out. So he's walking around doing things. I don't know what he's doing. And I peek out and I notice that he is, <laughs> Uh, wearing a suit and it's two o'clock in the morning so he has put on a all black suit to murder you i'm pretty sure it's gonna be a double situation but i'm not sure not positive this is just deductive reasoning then he comes over and sits on the side of the bed and he starts saying like i really think in another life we could get this right oh shit yeah yeah and i was like what is happening right now and so I 
I notice that he bends down and he gets something out from the underneath the bed and he opens a case and I hear him clock a revolver, like turn a revolver. The great news for all of us, luckily I'm still here. I sat up and was like, are you about to fucking try to murder me? (laughs) I literally was like, because I don't have that kind of insurance and I can't have my child like rolling in this house. That was the insurance was the thought. Well, I was in life insurance. No, no, no. I have, I have life insurance. I meant like catastrophic when you, when someone is killed in your house, it's a different kind of insurance. And I happened to be in the insurance business at the time (laughs) and knew that. And so that just seemed like the craziest, but also the most rational thing I could say to him to jar him. I had to call my brother to get this guy out of my house. And there were reasons why I did not call the police which I sorely regret because this guy was a cop. No. Well, I mean, that's a somewhat common thing. There's a local issue. I know. High school. I mean, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes is right. I really, I recently kind of recovered that memory and was like, damn, that's like really fucked up. Isn't it weird when we just like put it away and like, Oh, that was weird that that happened to me, but it's crazy that that happened to you. Well, it's like, I joke that it was my blackout decade, but truly it was a decade that I blacked out so much of the stuff that went on because so much of it was traumatic. And when I look back, I'm like, damn, that was like real messed up. So no judgment lady that uh, missed the red flag. So did I. Okay. Keep going. What you got? Okay. Well, um, so this person was leaving school one afternoon and it was Valentine's day Mm -hmm. to her surprise, or I'll say to my surprise, her boyfriend. He was waiting by my car with flowers. I was elated. What a romantic gesture, I thought. He greeted me with a smile and kisses, and he handed me some tulips. Not my favorite, but who complains about gifted flowers? Am I right? We're tulip lovers, though. I love, I love a tulip. Oh, my gosh. Then love he that. looked deep into my eyes and said, I haven't been completely faithful. Told me he had had a one-night stand with a girl, but it was nothing serious. And please just forgive him and let's go out to dinner and have a good day. On I Valentine's get- Day? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the best. Okay, this was a, a little run-on sentence, but I love the last part. So let's go out to dinner and have a good day. And that when it happened, he was drunk and didn't even orgasm. So whoopsie. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. <sighs> what has happened? Please Listen, tell me she did wasn't like, yeah, let's go to dinner. I forgive you. Are there going to be any stories that don't just highlight the worst dudes ever? Oh. Well, the first one said, "I love you," and it was a girl. I. I'll tell some of my breakups. You know, is there stories. more? Is there more? Yeah, that's okay. not the end, man. Oh boy. <laughs> So, uh, of course, I was not up for dinner. Frankly, the only thing I was up for was kicking him in the plums and shoving tulips in his face. I calmly told him I needed space to think about it and to meet me at my house across town to talk. He met me there where I promptly broke up with him and told him to hit the road. That night, all of our mutual friends took me out to a fancy Valentine's dinner, and we talked a whole bunch of smack about him. It was balm for my broken heart. I later found out he lied about his one-night stand story and actually tried to pursue the girl who wanted nothing more to do with him. Thank the stars, he's only a memory now. I even like tulips and Valentine's Day. Aww. Okay, well... Yeah, there are good guys, by the way. We know that. We know that. Also, really just like not dumb guys. This is a very dumb situation. There's a lot of dumb and crazy boys in here. But, Will, do you want to tell us a heartbreak story? Well, first we have to talk about this guy, right? And how dumb he is? (laughs) (laughs) Look. We definitely should. If you 
or the guy or the girl and you screw up and you uh, have some moments of weakness, if it's a moment or if it's whatever with this guy, why are you telling her on Valentine's Day? Like, what's the end game? What is the end game? I understand being honest is good and whatever, Mm. but at the sake of like ruining everything and hurting her, Mm. like try to do better and move on would be my suggestion. Trauma bombing. That's yeah. what I call that on Valentine's like Day. I, I saw this exact kind of thing in a TV show recently and even made the comment like, thank God this is just a TV show because no idiot would be that dumb to like. Hey, I'm going to be honest. When I was reading through these, and I'll, I'll say there's a lot of them that we're not going to be able to get to. But when I was reading through them, I there were so many that I was like, this feels like a Netflix show. Seriously, it was Eastbound and Down, which is not a realistic show at all. And th- this is what happened. The dumbest is yeah. like, I do well, imagine a very thick accent for that guy. Like, it was listen, the, I'm yeah. real sorry. And it, it was just... A- <laughs> Kenny Powers' best friend did this to his wife. Like, just said, I have to tell her. No, dude, you don't. Not yet. You, you Can don't. you wait? Yeah. Break up with her. Let her off the hook. Right? Yeah, that's the thing. Either just break up with the person or... You know, just make yourself a better person and don't hurt everybody else. So here's a question for y'all then. So let's say someone's listening and they're either dating and have cheated or married and had an affair. Mm -hmm. Do y'all believe... What are you looking at me like that for? I'm just curious about what you're going to say. Yeah, he really was a little nervous. (laughs) Um, Oh, no, it's just like... Do you believe, like, do less harm? And this is probably there's probably more nuance in how simple this question is that I'm asking, but do you think like do no harm, get through it or like do no harm, break up with them? Do you confess and wound them and work through it? I think it depends on who the, like who you are talking about the cheater person, who you are, when this happened, who you think you're going to be. Like there's so many factors in Mm, that. I don't think there's factors. I think honesty, all honesty wins and I think there's there is nuance. There's always nuance, right? Because there's tons of factors that you, you don't really know what someone's going through. But I think there are lines. I think when you cross uh, emotional connectivity and physical, I think for women, physical is like physical is one thing, but emotional is like a totally different ball game. Mm-hmm. And I I'm a firm believer, even in my marriage, I believe in redemption. So like. If you mess up, like you have to have space for people to be human. Obviously, I don't want anybody to be unfaithful. But if you are, I think you have to consult your people. You have to have a tribe of people that you go to that you can be completely honest with who can point you in the right direction. Because that's good advice. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. great advice. Because yeah. I think that like if you, one, make a decision in a vacuum – and you didn't consult like a therapist or your group who mm-hmm. you know is for you and for the most healthy relationships, you've got to go to those people and get feedback because I think you make irrational decisions when you've done something irrational and you may not be thinking clearly. And so if you cover it up, it could come up later and bite you in the ass. Um, and if you go and confess it and it all comes out wonky, you could deeply wound that person if there isn't like uh, somebody that you've bounced it off of that will tell you the truth. So there's so many more to read through and I think we've probably read through enough. So what I'd like to end with, some of your heartbreak. Yeah. Lock me. Well, let's. So my heartbreak. Have you ever cried <laughs> in life or over? No, a breakup? no, over a breakup. Uh, 
Don't lie. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Boy, you're going to say this into a microphone? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never said this. Aww. I mean, except to like my best friends. But yeah, uh, mm, in the divorce. Mm-hmm. And again, it was amicable. I knew, like, this is a fall for the right stuff. But when coming home to my house being empty mm. the first time. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? I know. Just because it was like a tough, that was a tough thing. Okay. Not like the loss of the relationship, like the loss of like my kid's stuff in the room. Totally. And, like, the family element. Yeah, too. but again, like people, people, I don't talk about private stuff on the radio. Even so, this is uh, so. Anyway, my ex-wife and I, I don't encourage divorce for folks, but it's been like the best thing ever for us. Mm-hmm. And it was just that was hard. That and just telling family members that was the only hard part. Honestly, because we get along great, we vacation together, we are a family still, just mm-hmm. in different houses, and we all talk every day and joke and. Go that's to all good. the stuff together and do holidays and give gifts and everything. And that's kind of a dream because not not many people get that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I say, like, don't come talk to me for a divorce advice because I'm going to be like, it's so awesome. I know. Because <laughs> it's not like that for most people. It's not. Yeah, I know. I think we both are lucky. Like, we had one attorney. Like, it was yeah, just same. easy. And my grief came later. Mm-hmm. It was, I think I had like a lot of adrenaline, like get through this, we can do this. And I'm like, mom, make sure kids are okay. And then like a year plus later, I had the fall apart of mm-hmm. like the grief and loss of what that was. And same as you, like it was the right decision and the best decision, but it just the sadness shows up in funny ways. Well, and I think there's always that tenderness when you are splitting time with your child yes and you that's not how you saw it going mm-hmm. yeah you know that, what was, I mean? that was very unusual yeah. yeah so when you have to figure that out and then rework it it doesn't mean it's not your i believe healthy parents raise healthy children and so if you are in an unhealthy marriage that's going to affect your children and mm-hmm. so when you can go and get individually healthy it's good for them but it doesn't change the fact that it sucks when you're you're splitting time with people it's hard but more, okay. more fun i had a relationship when i was pretty young <laughs> like you know early 20s ish and she was a pathological liar and it was crazy town like ooh, okay like time after time after time i would go and we'd be around people like all right uh she brought a puppy home one time and she's like oh my gosh i was on the way to work and there was this like box on the side of 280 and these puppies and one was trying to cross the road and i pulled my car over and i got him and i went over and saw and the rest of them were dead and this box was just like terrible terrible and so she had this puppy and she's like i don't know what can we keep it and i was like we can't have a dog like what in the but what could i do it's the only surviving puppy out of this sure. litter of dead puppies. And box. it was trying to cross 280. I'm so nervous to find out how you figured out she was lying about this. Well, so anyway, uh, you know, a few weeks later now, you know, I'm loving the puppy and he's got a name and all this stuff. And I go to visit her at work. I'm like, I'll take the puppy because she loves a puppy. And mm-hmm. she worked like way far away from 280. Uh, but I went and like everybody there was like, oh, there's not, there's the puppy or whatever. And they were saying his name. And I was like, yep, meet, you know, Nigel. And they're like, well, meet him. We've all met him. We all fought, we were fighting for who would be able to take him home when he wandered up to the office that morning. And I was sitting there holding him. I was like, huh? 
Right? Met him. Yeah, and I so mean, like they all admit, like they all said, like, "Yeah, he walked right up so to the door." So did you confront her? Of course. I was like, "Hey, why would you say that?" She's like, "No, I found him on the side of two eighty. I was like, "Well, you don't have to lie anymore. Like, I know that you just said that, so we would keep him." I was like, "Now I know," because they all said, and she's like, "No, they were just joking." Okay. I was like, "Okay, stop." And the whole it went like that, time after time, and I would like show up. You know, she was on this like in this little tennis club with the people she worked with, and so one day I went to lunch with them all of them and i had played tennis a lot growing up and uh it was in the league and stuff and i was like listen i need to play some tennis with you guys because i miss it i haven't played in a long time and just got these blank stares and i was like for real i was like <laughs> and they were like everyone there's like we've never played tennis who plays tennis here i was like, I thought y'all had like a tennis club and she's of course sitting right next to me at the lunch and of course i just had to put on a smiley face like sorry <laughs> i was thinking about yeah and just I was like what in the Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, they get Wait, so I have weird. a therapy question. Talk to us about when someone pathologically, like, because I've known a couple of people like that that just tell, like, you're like, wait, we all know that's not true. Like, why are you, like, we could Google that. Or, she was unable to admit so when then there she was would, blatantly you're like, no, obvious. No, everyone just admitted they don't play tennis here. Everyone saw the dog walk up. So, like, What's going on in a person's mind when they're like just lying? Well, when I hear crazy stuff like that, my first thought is what need is she getting met? Mm-hmm. Like you don't lie because you fucking feel like it. You do crazy things to get a need met. Yeah. Attention seeking, relationship, connection. Well, even manipulation. I mean, deep manipulation to talk about like this is a heartbreaking. There's a there's a box of dead puppies. I love the box. We yeah, read puppies. Great. Great. Uh, First of all, that's like a morbid. She was like a really brilliant, good-looking girl, <laughs> too. Like beauty <laughs> had won like beauty pageants and was like brilliant. Mm, like red flag. No, I know it was I'm, looking back. But have I told y'all that I once also was third runner-up? But there was only four people in the pageant. <laughs> you were a pageant girl? I just did one pageant because this guy that um, I was at freshman in high school I was supposed to go to um, prom with a senior. And my grandma had spent all this money on a dress. And so she was like, well, you'll just go to this pageant because he broke sure. up with me before prom. It was mint green. It was a bad vibe. And, what was your um, talent? <clears throat> I'm a singer, Claire. No. And, uh, I don't want you to judge me. Give but, us a little something. Uh-uh. Nope. No. Anyways, um, one, I, one and a two and a. Nope. There's a child that could sing for you. You can sing, but I'm not singing right now. What I want y'all to know is that there were only four girls. In I'm the- sorry. What did you sing? I'll get off of it. Y'all hear the story, but what song did you sing? Memories not- from Cats? Mm-mm. Hero. Mm-mm. By Mariah Carey. She uh, said Hero by Mariah. No, no, wait. Is it. <laughs> Who sings it? Because I feel I was, like this is like I, I think that is a Whitney song. Okay, yeah, yeah, it is. It's a it's Hero by Whitney. Whitney Who Houston. sings the song Hero? By the way, Claire's not asking me. She's talking to her into her phone. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I know that. No, no it was Mariah. That's I'm thinking of a different song. There's a hero, and when you look inside your heart, that's the lyrics. I will not be okay. You, listen, you chose a yeah. a singer with the range of no one's. Listen, guys, there were four no, people. Listen. 
All right. Well, this is a dark memory. Look. Okay, listen. Okay, so mint dress. Mint dress. There's four people, and I'm thinking I've got to have like a decent shot, right? And um, I did get a crown. It was the Miss Effingham pageant. That's literally Effingham. Oh, that's the people who hate Birmingham call it. I know, but this is a real county in Georgia, Effingham. All right, well, moving right along. It was a dark time. My friend did my makeup. She made me put Vaseline on my teeth. Mm. Apparently, that's the thing that you do for pageants. So what what I want you to know is I've never won any beauty pageants, but I have been in one. I'm uh, glad that story pivoted away from me. I'm sure you're relieved, and I think that was a beautiful way to close this out. Wait a minute. How come you didn't tell any stories? I've... Shared enough. <laughs> I think everyone's heard quite enough from me. After the pool story and the apologizing. I need a break. Well, can we talk? Have you gotten any messages about the uh, the pool? Has anybody asked you like what? Where were you at the Homewood pool? No, they haven't. In <laughs> They've fact, asked me. In I'm fact, just... a lot of people have shared their unfortunate potty stories. Literally, I've had so many people tell me. I had a girl tell me something very dark uh, and a, I was, a lot of people have yeah. had potty accidents and i'm glad to bring this to the american people nope you need to have a safe place to shit your pants and okay. talk about it okay <laughs> all right if you live long enough it will happen to I've, you i've mostly gotten lots of comments and questions about the Ooh, yeah people obsessed the top two questions that i've gotten are who's bobby yep and what happened on the Tinder date? And it was. I, I want you to know that I have been alarmed at how many married couples listen to this podcast together. Alarmed? Yeah. Good That's alarming. Them. That's called bonding. I love it. I mean, I, alarm meaning I really thought our core demographic was going to be all ladies. And not that that's what it was supposed to be, but Will, thank you for bringing the men to the podcast. I, I think I think ha- you're doing that. I have as many guys mention it to me as girls. Good. I, me too. Well, I we finished. ruined that with this she man woman hater episode. But from <gasps> guys, listen for all you incredible husbands and Send boyfriends in some out there. Stories. Yeah, let's hear. <laughs> maybe do a rem- redemption story. But also, just know we're not judging. We're not grouping I was, men. I okay. was judging. Well, I, I was judging the times. men for sure, but. I'm not saying we think all men are like this, duh. We know they're not. All right, thanks for listening to Before You Cut Bangs, and we'll see you next time. Before You Cut Bangs is hosted by Laura Quick and Claire Fearman and produced by Will Lockamy. follow along with us everywhere please subscribe to the podcast uh, find us on instagram we're constantly doing polls we want to know what you think and i know that you probably know this but reviewing us and giving us five stars matters more than anything and we are so grateful to have you here